I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I hope you've had a great uh, pre-Christmas season so far and are just ready for a great Christmas. Uh, we're, we're trying to do it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the best Christmas guy in the family, but I'm doing my bit here and I've got a little help today. Megan Alexander is a name you'll recognize, especially if you watch Up TV, where she hosts a program called Small Town Christmas. I'm just about to wrap up second season, but you can see all those when you want. She has a new book as well, talking about Christmas and small towns and uh, just some of the magic. Well, literally, it's called The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. So if you're looking for a great book idea still, you can get this one wherever you get books. Always a great idea. And it's always great to talk to Megan Alexander. Megan, so good to see you. Randy, good to see you. Merry Christmas. And, and, and to you as well. So the, the book and the show both are small town Christmases, which is which is very cool. Um, why is this a big deal to you? Yeah, you know, this idea I've had in the back of my mind for a long, long time. I love to travel during the holidays. I grew up in a small town outside of Seattle called Edmonds in mm. Washington State. You know, we had the local tree lighting and you run into people on Main Street. You bump into people that you know. But really, this came about because during COVID, when we had to stop traveling, right, and we're inside our homes, I said to my husband, gosh, it would be so neat when all this lifts to travel again. And I can't wait to go to small towns with my kids and see all the cute holiday traditions. But also our small businesses in America are really gonna need our help. Yeah. They're gonna need that boost. They're gonna need exposure and local tourism. So I approached Up TV, the Up Network with this idea. And I said, what about calling a show Small Town Christmas? And we pick small towns around the country and just for 30 minutes an episode, we highlight all the ways that they celebrate the season. And they believed in it. And so we had season one last year and by the grace of God, we got another season this year, season two. Well, no, I bet I can imagine people would love that because you know one thing that really lights up literally a small town is is Christmas. Some of them are really beautiful around Christmas time. Oh, they're beautiful. They're magical. They're picturesque. And for me, one of the funnest parts of this whole journey, Randy, is that first phone call that I make to the towns because inevitably <laughs> yeah. in our small towns and we're talking like in season two, I go to North Pole, Alaska, population oh, wow. 2200, tiny, tiny, um, and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which even though they have a ton of visitors, they're only about 6,500 full-time local residents. So that first phone call that I make usually to the mayor's office or the local tourism department, they all say, oh, you need to call Sally or you need to call Joe. <laughs> they're in charge of all the Christmas festivities. So it, it's really fun to piece these shows together. And I'm also inspired by the fact, you know, Randy, that so much of it is still volunteer driven in our small towns. Mm. People do it because they love it. They volunteer. They do it for free because they appreciate the fellowship and making Christmas important. The local church in a lot of these small towns is still the center of all Christmas activity, which I love. And I try hard to always feature a local church in every episode because my faith is very important to me. And so I think, you know, they're doing something right in our small towns during the holidays. And it's, it's fun to showcase that. So uh, being from Texas uh, and, and being still in hot, flat, crowded Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, the one thing <laughs> I love, uh, I love Colorado. Uh, in, in fact, I, I will make at least typically three 
trips to uh, to Colorado during the winter months. And one thing I really love is uh, December when there's snow on the ground. You got you went to North Pole, Alaska. You got plenty of snow, but you. How many of these, this is a dumb question, but I'm really curious. How many of these small towns around Christmas have snow because it just adds something? Oh, it totally does. Well, season one, we went to Branson, Missouri. Oh, yeah. No snow there. Uh, then oh, we went okay. to Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, known as the Christmas City. And I actually thought we might get a little snow, but we, we got some rain. We had a, rain, <laughs> a rainstorm. And then Natchitoches, Louisiana. 75 80 yeah, degrees right, right. short sleeves for that and then we ended up in somerville south carolina which was also pretty warm so i said for season two we have got to get some sleds <laughs> <snow. Okay. laughs> and so when i told my crew we're headed to north pole alaska which is 20 minutes outside of fairbanks randy it was negative 15 while we were filming this episode <laughs> but there's no wind chill up there so it actually was a bit refreshing i know that sounds crazy but we all bundled up and got our gear but um that is just taking snow and winter to a whole new level but they mm. figure it out and they do it and it's a sweet sweet little town that um you know that we go to saint nicholas catholic church there there's a saint nicholas church in north pole too good to be true and a sweet um faith community and military community there so Oh, I bet. Okay, so now now we're about done with airing season two on Up TV, but uh, people can go and watch season one and season two on demand. Yeah. So if you're watching or you want to watch, uh, you find Up TV and uh, go watch yeah. all the episodes. Uh, your last one is is that Pigeon Forge, the the one that's about to air, about to air. The last one will be Frostburg, Maryland. Frostburg, Maryland. Yeah, what they're is, all Sunday what nights. In, what's in Frostburg? I've never heard of Frostburg. Oh, Randy, the Elf Olympics is in Frostburg, Maryland. <laughs> oh, when I discovered this, I thought, oh, we have to put this on TV. The local um, the local college, all the college students participate in the Elf Olympics. It's up and down Main Street on Saturday, the first weekend in December. And they participate in the snowball, you know, fighting contest. Oh. They lift trees and bench press them, <laughs> Christmas trees. Every obstacle race you can think of with a Christmas theme is connected to this. And it's all benefiting literacy for children in their community. They're big into um, giving back and coming together and supporting good causes. And this particular year, it's supporting literacy. So yes, the Elf Olympics, who knew? And uh, Jack Frost is the is the mascot of the town. So we'll be talking to him. And it's about an hour and a half outside of Baltimore. That's our last episode on Sunday night oh, uh, in December. Okay. I, you know, I, I am the local Grinch at our house. I'm like, no Christmas music or decorations till after Thanksgiving. I know. No. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm right. The chat's just lighting up with, with people that don't appreciate that. But my wife loves Christmas. So I'm definitely turning her on to small town Christmas on a TV. Literally, she's going to probably just binge through this whole thing i'll have to do it if i'm going out of town or something because i you know anyway <laughs> we're gonna get you randy we're gonna get you you need to watch this show we're gonna reel you in because you're gonna see the country's largest 40-foot santa statue in north pole alaska real reindeer we go to the antler academy cool. in north pole yeah. um pigeon forge we've got dollywood dolly parton will put you in the spirits oh, come on yeah yeah she just had a big Christmas special. I do like reindeer, uh, especially on the grill with a little barbecue sauce. No, so, no, 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 no. I'm Cover sorry. your ears, little kids. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry, people. Okay. Now back to, so you're benefiting literacy. You're, yeah. You got this series on a small town Christmas, uh, which makes sense. And you're also a mother. And also yeah. it makes perfect sense to have this book, The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. 
and this just, I mean, it makes sense to me, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you anyway, why the book? Yeah, so when I put together the TV show, I've been in this business now for almost 20 years, film and television, and I just really see a void for family-friendly, positive entertainment, especially for those of us that are believers. Our faith is important to us. And, you know, I think you can only complain about it for so long, and then you Mm. need to be a part of the solution. So I was so thrilled when the show got picked up by UpTV, and then I was talking to um, my publisher, Simon & Schuster, about a a kid's book, and I said, I'd love to do a Christmas kid's book that's a compilation of all of this and put it into kid format, because I read to my kids at night. Story time is so important. That's meeting them on their level. And so the book is about the imaginary town of Heartbeat Falls, and it has all the elements of these small towns, you know, mixed into it. But really, it's, it's reminding our kids that it's, yes, there's so many twinkly lights and beautiful things that we can do, but it's about family and friends. It's about gathering together around the table. And in the TV show, like I said, I always try to feature a church and talk to a pastor and ask him, how do you keep Christ the center of Christmas? And so I put that into the book that we can read to our little ones. And Randy, this may seem like a silly detail to some people, but it was a big deal to me. The cover of the book, you have the book there with you. Mm -hmm. The cover of the book, when they first gave me the cover, there was no church on it. Um, if you see the cover of the book, it's an ice skating rink, yep. and then it was just another building. Yep. But I said, no, 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 we need to put a church yep, there it on is, this cover right. of mm-hmm. this children's book so that people know that faith is a central part of the holiday for so many families. So it was a small victory for me. Again, I think we got to just, as believers, be bold with our faith. And my my publisher agreed. They said, okay, we'll put a church on the cover. So I was proud yeah. of that. Good. Well, you know, and I, I appreciate your... Uh, not just your approach, but your work, because you're right. I mean, Disney just bombed at the box office with some, you know, gay teen movies. I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. But yeah, it is easy to just to gripe about that kind of thing and say, oh, how awful it is. But then you turn around and you do something beautiful. And I really think God has given us as believers a creative spark to create and to lift others up and not just curse the darkness, but light a candle. Yes. I completely agree. And telling stories is a big part of all that. I think that's how we reach people. It's how we touch their hearts. It's how we create memories and moments. Um, so again, that's what I try to do with the book and with the show is, hey, let's let's talk about it. Let's create those those memories and those moments for families. And as a mother, Randy, I need material like all the parents <laughs> yeah, out there right, right. for my kids, right? I need those stories that I can feel good about, that I can read to them and also provide them with a TV show that you can watch this with your family. No problems whatsoever watching it with your little kids. You know, so you, it, it, this is an interesting thing because you're, you live in a small town now, which is which is great. In, in Edmonds, Washington, uh, I'm not familiar with it, but not probably because it's not that big of a town. But yet, you spent so many years, whether it was on the Inside Edition or covering, you know, football or working at CBS. You you spent a lot of years in the big cities. Yeah. Uh, how did how did how did you survive that? <laughs> yeah. Great question. And listen, our, our our big cities have so many wonderful qualities too. I sure. mean, if you've ever been to to New York City, Rockefeller Center, you know, during the holidays sure. and seen that massive Christmas tree, it's cool. It's totally different than a small town Christmas, but it is amazing. Um, and we found ways to still connect. I mean, whether it's just your local block, we lived on the Upper West Side in New York for a long, long time. And whether it was just throwing a Christmas party in our apartment building, which mm. my husband and I did one year because we just said, hey, we want to meet people 
people and it's hard to meet people in a big city, I think you can still find those ways to connect and have those moments. Um, I did live in San Antonio, Texas for yeah. a couple of years working for the CBS affiliate there. And that is a big city that also has a lot of small town hospitality, Southern hospitality, Texans, I think, are, you know, you know, they're just, they're so friendly and, and engaging and warm. So I think you, you, you got to seek it out. It's a little bit harder to find it. You have to be intentional in terms of planning things and getting together. But yeah, with my three little kids, it just came time where we, where we said, you know, we'd like to slow life down a little bit. And about 10 years ago, we moved to Franklin, which is right outside of Nashville. And we just said, we want to have that, you know, backyard for our kids. And I mean, for me, I believe in this stuff so much, you know, we host a flashlight candy cane hunt for the kids <laughs> in our backyard. We invite all the neighbor kids over and they get out their flashlights and they're searching for candy canes. But it's also an opportunity when they get those candy canes to say, hey, why do we have a candy cane? Yeah. What does that represent? That represents the shepherd's staff and the true meaning of Christmas, which was Jesus' birth. So I try to look for those little ways to sprinkle it in. And I'm always asking other families for ideas, you know, about how we can do it. But I, I, again, I think it's just being intentional. If you're in a big city, you can still find it on your apartment floor or on your block. Um, we just have to try a little bit harder. Yeah, and uh, you're right about San Antonio. I've had some great tamales the day after Christmas on the river. Oh yeah, in San I dream about their food. <laughs> Alamo Cafe, wow. It, it is the best. <laughs> All right, so yeah. My my Christmas thoughts and, and are probably not the same as the average person's. I like yours a little better. Yours has a little more, like you even have the sweater. Right, right. You know, so you're 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 doing a good job. What, Randy? Everybody in my family has this same sweater. We have the matching sweaters. Three oh. kids, even the husband, is on the back of the book. On the back of the book, yeah. yeah. I just the realized same sweater. that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep, yep. I recycle. I'm an outfit repeater. <laughs> I, I again, I'm the Grinch because my wife and I have four kids. They're all married. I have a grandson now. And she gets pajamas for everybody for Christmas. But she oh, knows, I love it. She literally told me, I didn't get you any pajamas this Christmas because I know you won't wear them. Isn't that <laughs> awful? Isn't that just, it's just terrible. But it's true. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so, Megan, you, you're definitely bringing the Christmas. You just might convert, convert me. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, I love, I, I do love the Christmas season because I love, I love the giving. I love the family. And obviously, you know, we're in, uh, been in Advent. Uh, at our church, which is kind of a little bit new to me because I didn't grow up with it, and it's really special. Uh, I, I love the reminders of Christ because that is everything. And yes. it's interesting. Has it been difficult for you working so much in, you know, secular media? And I don't say that pejoratively. I just mean outside of the, you know, Christian media to to be a Christian, uh, to maintain a healthy level of of spirituality and faith in those environments or have you pretty much managed wherever you've gone yeah well i think again it goes back to being intentional and mm. realizing that in a place like new york city it's survival you need it mm. um and i i got really lucky that i um when i was in san antonio texas i worked for the local cbs affiliate with a beautiful person named ainsley Earhart, who we all know as the morning anchor for fox and friends on fox news We've been friends for 15 years now, and we both moved to New York about the same time. And I remember meeting up for dinner with her, and we both said, 
how are you doing? You know, how are you feeling? Have you found a church? And we both just said, gosh, we, we work so much. We've pushed that aside in terms of our priorities. And we were having a hard time finding community. And we said, let's start a Bible study. And Ainsley was like, I'm going to start it in my New York apartment and we're going to invite whoever we can. And that group has been going on for 10 years now. I still text those ladies. We share prayer requests with them, with each other. So I think it's it's very important to be intentional and to make time for it because it's the first thing that'll go. And I think, I mean, I think the devil's best trick is to keep us busy. And especially, you know, in our industry where you can work 24 seven and in a big city where, you know, the city, the city never sleeps, which is so true about New York. It's It's been really important to be intentional. And for me, iron sharpens iron, as the Bible tells us in Proverbs. And so it's those ladies texting me and checking in with me and saying, hey, how you doing? Have you made it to church? You know, how's your soul? Um, Have you spent your quiet time with the Lord? Um, That is absolutely huge. And so that's what I try to pass on to other young people that are moving to a big city or have a big job that's going to be all encompassing is reach out, find that small group that will check in with you and be real. And then now as a family, you know, that's the, that's the type of fellowship that my husband and I seek with other couples, mm-hmm. with other families, with small kids is, you know, making the most of that time so we can have those intentional conversations. It's not easy, right, Randy? I mean, it's I'm still figuring it out, but I found that just making it a priority is so important. Yeah, it, and, and it's so true. And it doesn't matter. You're right. It's big city, small town. Yeah. It's it's all the same effort, uh, and and the reality is we've, uh, we you know, we kind of joke about the big city or the small towns or some, but it's it doesn't matter. Wherever God's got you, He's right. got you. If you'll just yeah. let Him carry you, you know. So it's beautiful. I love it. Uh, and with uh, three small kids, you are busy, uh, especially around <laughs> Christmas time. But it's it's good. It's magical. All right. And I, I, I love the conversation. I appreciate everything that you're doing, all the work you're doing with Up TV, with the books, uh, and just reminding people of the beauty of the season as well as uh, the reason in Christ's birth. Uh, is there anything you want to add before I let you go? I appreciate your time so much. Oh, thank you, Randy. Well, I would just encourage everybody, take advantage of Christmas. It is the one time of year where we can get away with really, I think, being bold about our faith more than ever before in terms of playing that Christmas music, which I think is some of the most beautiful worship music ever created. Oh, holy night, hark the herald angels sing. I would just say be bold. I try to say Merry Christmas to as many people as possible, (laughs) right? To just get Christ's birth and the news out there. So, Man, when December 26th rolls around, I always think, did I do enough? Did I do enough to talk about it and just grab every opportunity to share my faith? So go for it, folks. Randy, I'm going to send you a Christmas sweater. <laughs> oh, no. no, no if you get it. No, no. Don't you think everybody he needs to wear a Christmas sweater before I, the year's I, over? I, I, I hate <laughs> sweaters anyway. <laughs> no, I've got one for you that I'm going to send you. My husband wears this big green one that says, Yo, Jesus, it's your birthday. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Got some great ones. <laughs> All right. Well, um, this is Megan Alexander in her last interview on Life Today Live. <laughs> I'm, I'm not answering the question, did you wear that? <laughs> no, that's too much fun. Well, no, Megan, I, thank you again. Uh, and I can tell you're going to have a fun Christmas. Uh, your family's going to have a great time. Uh, and I appreciate you sharing that with everyone else. Thank you, Randy, for always sharing the good news. Grateful for Jesus' birth and what this season means. And happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you. 
and to all of you watching as well. And you can also check out MeganAlexander.com. looks just like this, MeganAlexander.com, where she's got the book. She's got some other great books. Check out that. Check out her latest book. Buy it. Buy several and give them away and come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.